In this bulletin, the Law Society of New South Wales throws its support for a proposal to enshrine an Indigenous voice in the Australian Constitution. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says creation of a voice to parliament advisory body would help get better outcomes for Indigenous Australians. And in rugby, Wallabies boss Eddie Jones confirms attack coach Brad Davis has quit the team ahead of the Rugby World Cup. The Law Society of New South Wales has thrown its support behind the proposal to enshrine an Indigenous voice in the Australian Constitution. It comes amid a yes and no haggle amongst leaders to give a voice to First Nations people in Parliament and a push for more details on the voice. The Law Society believes the voice to Parliament represents a clear and historic opportunity to enshrine in the Constitution a formal framework for giving voice to a just and accessible legal system. Cassandra Banks is the president of the body. The Council of the Law Society supports respectful and courteous debate about the voice referendum. The proposed amendment to the Constitution is a modest one, leaving the Parliament with power to design the voice and how it will work. This approach will enable the voice to evolve and improve over time so it can better respond to the issues of the day. And we're being asked to vote for the power, not for the details. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has told Labor's National Conference in Brisbane the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum will see the party deliver on one of its key commitments. Mr Albanese says the creation of a Voice to Parliament advisory body would help get better outcomes for Indigenous Australians. Our commitment to recognise and celebrate the oldest continuous culture on earth, our commitment to listen to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people so we get better results in health and housing and education and jobs, so we close the gap between Indigenous and non-Indigenous Australians. Our commitment to a voice enshrined in Australia's constitution, let's get this done together. Charities have welcomed the Albanese government's measures to ease the housing crisis, but say further reform is needed to relieve the pressure on vulnerable Australians. It comes after Prime Minister Anthony Albanese decided in National Cabinet on Wednesday to raise the national housing objective to 1.2 million dwellings, a 200,000 dwelling increase. States and territories will receive $15,000 for each new home they construct as part of a $3 billion government funding package for 200,000 new homes. Mr Albanese also set a 2024 start date for a program that will allow 40,000 low-income families to purchase a home. However, the National Council of Charity, St Vincent de Paul, believes that more needs to be done to alleviate the situation and ease the burden of charities. Leading koala conservation groups are calling for immediate government action to protect the species in the lead-up to Save the Koala Month in September. A 2020 inquiry found that koalas will no longer exist in New South Wales by 2050 unless there is urgent action to address problems like habitat loss, disease and climate events in recent years. Experts say the number of koalas in New South Wales and Queensland halved between the years 2000 and 2020. While the Australian Koala Foundation says there are currently less than 60,000 koalas remaining in the wild. 
Jackie Mumford, the Chief Executive of the Nature Conservation Council of New South Wales, is calling on Australians to demand their local politicians do more to save the iconic animals. It's an international embarrassment that the government in Australia is allowing a species as iconic as the koala to head towards extinction, but that is the reality. We're continuing to cut down their homes. We are continuing to drive habitat destruction, which is what is really pushing koalas to the brink. That's the reality of the situation that we are in at the moment. And I would really encourage uh, everyone to get in touch with your local members at a state and federal level uh, and push them to do better to protect koala habitat. Residents of the capital of Canada's Northwest Territories are fleeing and approaching wildfire in long convoys, while fire crews on battle to prevent wildfires from spreading. It is believed to be Canada's worst fire season on record. The fire was within 16 kilometres of the northern edge of Yellowknife and residents of the city of 20,000 at high risk were ordered to evacuate. Minister of Forest Bruce Ralston sends his condolences to those impacted by the fire. The top priority is always to protect people's lives and property. Yet we know these fires can start quickly and act unpredictably in these conditions. So we are urging people to stay aware of the fire, wildfire situation in their area, to take precautions and to report fires when they see them. Legendary British talk show host Sir Michael Parkinson is being remembered as a broadcasting giant after his death at the age of 88. His family released a statement saying he passed away peacefully at home after a brief illness. His career spanned seven decades in newspapers, radio and television, and he interviewed some of the world's biggest names on his show, Parkinson. The late journalist was fond of spending time in Australia and did local versions of his chat show with prominent Australian guests, such as former Prime Minister Bob Hawke. Performs like a playboy. I have no moments. <laughs> and one of his other regular Australian guests was the late Dame Edna Everidge, who once revealed she'd only had a little cosmetic surgery. So, but you, you've resisted the temptation so far. Very you, much. You have. I have just a little tightening here and there. <laughs> no way you can see. No. Um. Melbourne's Federation Square will not broadcast the remaining games of the Women's World Cup after flares were let off at the Matildas semi-final against England on Wednesday. More than 50 flares were set off in a full-capacity crowd, which included families with young children. Victorian police have since handed out fines of more than $960 to four males aged between 16 and 23 for possessing flares and cautioned another 16-year-old boy for throwing a flare. And in rugby, Australia boss Eddie Jones has confirmed that attack coach Brad Davis has quit as the Wallabies prepare to fly out for the Rugby World Cup in France next month. Jones, whose team is winless in four tests since replacing Dave Rennie in January, told journalists that there is a potential candidate to replace Davis. Davis's resignation follows scrutiny of Jones's shock selection choices, including dumping longtime captain Michael Hooper and veteran playmaker Quade Cooper, who has refused to answer any phone calls from the veteran coach. At a press conference, which he described as the worst he had experienced in his many years in world rugby, Jones turned on reporters, saying the team is determined to prove its critics wrong. 
Now, I know what's wrong with Australian rugby. And part of you blokes are the problem. Because you're so bloody negative about everything. OK, so we're going off to the World Cup, you think we can't win. You think the selection process is bad because the players can play. So I apologise for that. So we'll go out there and do our best, boys. And now for a look at today's weather. Perth, partly cloudy, 20. Adelaide, showers easing, 14. Melbourne, showers, 12. Hobart, a shower or two, 13. Aubrey-Wodonga, showers easing, 12. Canberra, showers easing, 11. Wollongong, a shower or two, windy, 17. Sydney, 19. Newcastle, a shower or two, windy, 21. Brisbane, partly cloudy, 27. Townsville, mostly sunny, 28. Cairns, sunny, 29. Alice Springs, sunny, 22. Darwin, mostly sunny, 32. And the Torres Strait Islands, mostly sunny, 32. And that is NITV Radio News.